0: Welcome to MM Plays, our podcast where we design, play, and discuss a game and campaign. Along the way, we will alternate episodes between actual play adventures and the analysis and discussion of games and design theories that relate to the campaign we're playing. For this campaign, we'll be using the mechanics of Cortex Prime, designed by Cam Banks. We randomly selected a theme and ended up with swashbuckling high school urban fantasy. So, join MM Plays as we explore and enjoy a new campaign.
1: And now for the introduction of our players,
2: Chris Sneezak, Empire State College player. Jerry Wire, player. Old man Logan. I still play, but maybe I should retire.
3: <laughs> and I'm your GM. DNA. It's anyway, we're going to have character names and stuff like that after this episode, <laughs> because tonight we kick it off with our session zero. So we've done already. We've done our setting. You've listened to us brainstorm our setting. You've listened to us build our Cortex game. We are now on the last step into heading into actually playing the game. We are going to do session zero tonight. Let's do it. All right. We are big fans of doing session zero. We did a quick search across the network. We've done this topic a bunch of times. Can somebody run down all the uh, shows where we've done Jerry do it session do it, Jerry.
0: zero? All right. We've we've done it on Restrictor Mark episode 390. We did it on Restrictor Mark. Episode 446. They did it on Pandas Talking Games on episode 259. We did it on Bonus Experience, Season 2, Episode 10. And they did a whole session on the cast Episode 55. You can go back to any one of those and get a good feeling for what session zero means to us. Or listen to all of them and get a bunch of conflicting information.
2: <laughs> of course. <laughs> listen to them all. Do it. Do it. That just means there's no one right way to do it. That's all. It's correct. I am not a fan of one true wayism It also means
3: it might be Pretty important if all of those Shows including us Doing it twice if all of us (laughs) Needed to uh to do this Topic I know right
2: (laughs) Kind of tells you something
1: yeah yeah Phil uh why don't we move on To defining session zero Or at least reviewing the definition of session zero but first Bob hit that button
2: Behold You are in the presence
1: Brought to you by Todd Crapper.
3: This is our definition for session zero that we've used on several episodes. Uh, It is the session that occurs after the game has been has been selected and before normal gameplay starts. Its goal is to prepare everyone to play the game. Session zero is the on-ramp for campaigns, and like an on-ramp, our goal is to get everyone up to speed before we get onto the highway. The highway being our like actually playing the game. So that's our goal—is to like we're going to set shared expectations for this game.
1: So you know that phrase, "prepare everyone to play the game." That's pretty nebulous, but I, I have a feeling that was very much on purpose, right? Because mm-hmm. different games, like I said earlier, need different things. Yep, mm-hmm. and we—that's why everybody kind of has a different way that they might want to approach session zero one of the things we're going to get into tonight is some of the things that could be in your particular session zero. And then you'll need to pick and choose what works for you. I mean, we're not talking about sessions 0 we're just going to do it so you can listen, decide what you want from what we have done. All right, let's move on then for our game. We're going
3: to use my session zero template. So this is a template that I've actually built up over a couple years now of running different games. And so I have a generic template for it. And then I kind of plug in what I need as we go. And so Here are the main parts of my session zero template and what you're going to hear us work on tonight. So the first one is I use cats to help align expectations about the game. And what
0: does cat stand for?
3: So CATS stands for, so we have, a. I think we have the link for this. It's in the session zero document. Mm -hmm. It stands for concept, aim, tone, and subject matter. We're going to use that to set our expectations. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a safety discussion because safety is always a thing. So we're going to just go over our safety tools, our boundaries, and things like that. Then I've added, and this is actually new to my template, additions. So this is any other processes or procedures we want to add outside of the game. So these are not house rules or anything, but this is things like, for instance, stars and wishes. Mm -hmm. Or do we want to agree to like troop style NPCs? And some of these obviously like troop style NPC could just arise naturally in the game. But if there are any specific additions that people want to add to the game, that's where we'll discuss it in our session zero setup, then character generation. Now, normally, if we were doing this as not a recording, this would be our character gen night. Like we would sit down. I would just sit back and let you guys make characters, answer questions, things like that. For the sake of recording, I've asked everybody to make their characters and we're just going to introduce everybody.
1: We've also been talking about characters for like three, three or four weeks. Yeah, it's so. yes. fine. It's yeah. fine. Right. So you've heard a lot of this already. If you've heard the other episodes. Yeah.
3: And you've, if you've heard, you know, if you've heard us pick the mods and the prime sets and stuff like that, then you kind of know what's in there. Now these guys are going to introduce their characters to us. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I usually do some sort of exercise in background information or ways to tie players together. Like sometimes this is uh, backstory cards for us tonight. It's going to just be some questions about your characters that I'm going to ask. Okay. I'm going to ask them, but most of them came from our Slack room.
1: Yeah, Slack room.
3: Nice. Thank you, Slack room. They actually came up with so many that I can't ask you all of them tonight, and I'm going to... At the beginning of stories or maybe sessions, we'll see. I may just ask you one question and have you a quick roundtable and just tell me the answers to it. It started with the ladies
1: of Sasky asking a dozen questions. And
3: then people just piled in there. Yes. It's great. I'm going to go back to the Slack room for certain things along the way. In fact, I may make a separate channel and ask you guys not to join it so that I can source stuff from the group without you guys seeing it.
0: That's okay, fine. That sounds like a yeah, plan.
3: That might I I haven't decided if I'm gonna do that yet, but I'm getting I'm feeling like I'm leaning in that Just direction. Just
1: another benefit of being a part of the Slack room for life. Yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like
3: I feel like they should be able to, you know.
1: Go to the Patreon for four dollars. You can be a part of that. There we go. That's right.
3: So let's now get into session zero. Right, Are you guys ready? It.
1: Let's do I'm it. Ready. Okay.
3: Rawr, go. <laughs> I actually prepared this as a separate document so that Chris can actually take the output from tonight and put it up for our patrons to see. That said, we're going to start with cats. I did include the link for cats in our Session Zero document. I just love this tool in terms of having a focused discussion about what we want this game to be about, because I want to be purposeful about this and I want to produce stuff that you guys want to play and experiences that you want to have.
1: Strangely enough, he said that every time we sit down and play a game that wasn't actually just for the recording.
3: Yeah. No, no, that, that's really that's how yeah. I jam. Right? Like, OK, yeah. so concept is pitch the game at a high level. What's this game about? So I'm going to tell you what I have written and then I'm going to ask you guys to either help elaborate or modify what I have here. Mm-hmm. So you are supernatural teenagers. You're going to a mixed high school so magical and non-magical students as well as being trained by an organization called the veil which is in charge of maintaining the secrecy of the supernatural world
1: i mean the best way to learn about how to hide the veil from norms is you know by going to school with norms correct yes also i disagree with you because i feel like being disagreeable tonight i'm just kidding
3: (laughs) i mean this is your game you guys can tell me what you want um, Just that, that was a throwback to the last to the last last last, last, That's last week. That's last week, week. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I'm rolling up my newspaper.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Easy, boys. Easy. We're going to give Bob um, an aneurysm before the game's over. over. So.
3: In addition, you will face supernatural mysteries and threats, as well as have to juggle your non magical responsibilities. So things like jobs, tests, proms, dances, family, events, responsibilities. family responsibilities, things like that. Concept-wise, is that what you guys are thinking?
1: scooby doo doo where are you? I mean, for the Scooby Gang, yeah, sure. So yeah.
3: is solving supernatural mysteries a thing that you want to do? We have other games we're playing where we're solving mysteries. Do you want it to be solving mysteries or is there other core activities you would like to partake
1: punch people in the face with my
3: sword oh we're definitely going to do that right
2: because we have swashbuckling we're going to play this game for as long as it takes to play it and discuss all the bits i would prefer that it not be all solving mysteries
0: my thought was i i think it would be nice to start out solving mysteries and move into some overarching arc where there's something bigger at stake that becomes something we have to uncover and discover as part of our training in the veil not something set up by the veil but something like bumbling around as as awkward teenagers we suddenly come upon something that we have to deal with that's bigger stakes sure and also trying to navigate the ins and outs of being a teenager of course chris yes any thoughts
1: yes
0: will then please toss them out there i'm thinking but i said something burning go ahead
1: like it doesn't have to be mystery of the week right i was hoping there could just be like problem of the session or a problem that lasts like a session or two because i keep thinking of this in terms of anime and like netflix styled storytelling also at this point because they're kind of similar a problem can last more than a session yes uh-huh. we can play a story across multiple sessions uh-huh. as uh-huh. far as like an adventure and that's fine with me like if there's a mystery that expands over the course of multiple sessions and isn't like the thing that we're dealing with right away that's fine too i just feel like it's fine to mix up all the beats yes yes Good. This is the part I'm talking about. That's kind of what I was saying, like a start out monster of
0: the week and then build. Yeah, but I'm else. not
1: even going to I'm not even talking about building it out from monster of the week to everything else. I'm just saying, like, if he wants to start with, like, the Wednesday Adams thing, like, here's the thing that happened. And then it's going across the entirety of the arc. Yeah. And we're just dealing with different stuff every day, like piecing together pieces while we're going. Also dealing with other, like, issues that arise, like sub sub subplots. Yeah, that's fine, too. Like, I don't have a preference for how Phil wants to structure the story. Structure the adventures. I'll be clear. Now, if Jerry has a preference for how he wants to structure the adventures, Not really. Okay.
3: I am more interested in what types of adventures you would like to see. Like mystery, of course, is easy. There's a mystery, right? Like discover something. Mystery can just be a beat. We can do a mystery for a story. And then next story is
1: like rampaging supernatural monster problem. I'm also fine with that, right? Because that's part of what being part of the bail is. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, look, there's an elemental creature that's out of control we're not really supposed to go necessarily deal with it by ourselves, but our teacher is going to come with us and be like, well, part of your train and let's go stop this thing. Mm -hmm. We we could, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with
0: mixing stories up all the, all around. I actually prefer to see some, we have to deal with the fact that, you know, one of our friends that's also in the veil is getting pressure from their parents to do X, Y, and Z. And so now we've got to help them deal with that problem this week or something, anything. It can be interpersonal stuff as well as blow up a
1: monster kind of stuff. And to me, like it gets the most interesting is when there's more than one of those things going on at the same time. Exactly. Okay. Because that to me simulates the whole idea of like high school can be a pressure-packed go-go-go situation. I remember being in high school. I would get up at five thirty in the morning, and I wouldn't get home and be done with my day until like 10 o'clock at night. It was just all the time I was on.
3: Would you enjoy kind of the juxtaposition of each story has a mundane and a supernatural part to it. It's time to get ready for the big winter dance, but also there's an elemental running loose in town or an elemental running loose in the school or something. And they're going to cancel the dance if somebody doesn't do something about this, you know,
1: element. Let me ask you, what would make you most comfortable? Here's the thing. You like structures. I don't No, I I do like structures, but not like I don't need to know what I'm doing every session. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the same thing every session. So here's the perfect example of this, right? Our Uh ox game started off one way like we're going to do problem of the week is not that.
3: It's not that right now. Yes, it's, it hasn't been that for a long while. Sure, because it developed into a, a big arc. Kind Correct. Of thing. Here's the thing. In my head, I don't have a what exactly this game is. What I'm trying to get out of you guys is like, what are the kinds of things you want to see in a game so that I don't write something that you're like, oh, I didn't expect
1: we'd be doing that in a game. I want to deal with high school issues and I want to deal with magic issues. Sure. And I would prefer them to be intertwined sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Or even more often than sometimes, like they kind of just kind of go together. Now, like sometimes
3: one like one has it like, like, like I was saying. And again, I like to do this when I work with you guys is I like to kind of come up with the prototypical uh, adventure. Remember, like when we did Ox, I kept using the fire cane at some as the idea. So I'm getting this kind of prototypical adventure in my head. And again, this morphs once we start playing, but it gives me the starting point of something like there is a supernatural event occurring in the school that potentially is going to get the uh, winter dance canceled. And all of you are going to the winter dance, but also your veil instructor is like, I need you to figure out who or
1: what is doing this thing in school. That could be one version, right? Like that's going on, but we don't want it canceled. Because we have people from another school that are also elementals that are important to the veil coming to this dance also. Oh, so now we're into like the Harry Potter episode like the. Sure. Right. But also like we have our own high school shit to deal with concerning that dance, like the people that we're going with and our friends and our cliques. If it doesn't happen, then some of those people get let down, too. Maybe my significant other or Jerry's significant other, his character's significant other, is, like, really looking forward to this. And, then, like, if the dance gets canceled, they get very upset about it, right? Yep. That is the mundane version of what's going on that mixes with the supernatural version of what's going on. It's not just necessarily a supernatural raging monster, but also, like, the cultures and things that mesh with everything.
0: And I don't know that every single mundane problem has to have a supernatural element behind it.
1: It doesn't. I mean, I just—it's good. It's good if they do, but I always think they always have to. They don't always have to. They can just like one can impact the other in some yes way. Yeah, the two can overlap
2: sometimes, and sometimes one can inform the other. Yes, and sometimes you can just not
1: have it at all. So that was going
3: to be my next question: if we had a very special episode about Jimmy doing drugs, is that an okay template for an episode, or is our preference like there should also be a magical component? Well, I mean, we're magic by nature, so we might just bring magic into it anyway. It's possible. I have some things I want to talk about about the veil because we have not defined. We don't. I don't want to do it right at this second. But we have not defined some of the rules for the veil. Ooh. And so we need to decide if that's a
1: thing. Can you, you rescue, can rescue non-magical, non-magical people, people with, with magic? Yes. yes, I think. Provided yes. they don't know about it. Yeah, yes. yes.
0: that's the trick. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, that, that's how I assumed it also. I think that's fair. But
3: I also, when I was brainstorming stuff the other day, had stumbled upon a phrase that Non-magical solutions for non-magical problems, magical solutions for magical problems. That could potentially have been a law of the veil, which would preclude that. I'm not saying we need that. I'm just saying I stumbled onto that phrase cleaning my house. That doesn't
1: make sense in the setting. The way that the setting has been set up because of the stuff with big business, like people use magic to get along in everyday life all the time, especially in the setting that has been set. Now, if it gets too out of hand, then the veil steps in. That's actually the point of the veil. Correct.
3: Yeah. Okay. So I'm fine with that. And that is a thing that we'll need to, I don't think we need to do it necessarily tonight. We'll do it in between sessions or whatever. We should probably have a few of the laws of the veil. Yeah. Like the bigger ones. Those things should exist. Yes. Yeah. And we can just workshop that and Mm -hmm. share it out with everybody. What I'm getting from you guys is for a start, and again, we'll adapt and change as we play Mm -hmm. uh, with feedback, but for a start, we should have a mix of... All of the three elements of the game, mundane, veil and magical kind of intertwine into the story, either running parallel or one bumps into the other one or one is the cause of the other one. But somehow all three of those things are happening because they give you a chance to act in all three of the realms of the game.
0: Mm -hmm. Correct.
3: Okay, I'm fine with that. And then again. As we collect feedback between sessions, I will make adjustments to like where we go from a concept part, if that's what you guys are in for. And I'm not saying I'm not, because if I wasn't, I would be just telling you I don't want to do that or whatever. Like these are very much things that I'm comfortable writing into a story. But I'm also looking to set our group expectations for this. So I'm with you guys. I'm fine with everything you guys have have listed here. Let's talk about aim. Aim is what we're trying to accomplish are we telling a specific
0: type of story? Is there a particular aim for this game? I would like to go more supernatural drama, high school problems, swashbuckling fun, than going too far into the over-the-top anime tropes. I don't want to go too far into like well, that's like funny because I'm like you I'll said, be like no hammer space, that kind of stuff. I don't want this to become Rama one half, My Hero Academia kind of thing. I'd rather I'd rather be more. More Netflix series kind of thing along that line. That was my that was my thought.
2: Well, one small problem with that is that we've already decided we're not calling it Hammer Space, but Hammer Space is a thing. Do I know that?
0: No, no. But there's a difference between having Hammer Space and the hammers come out of everywhere kind of thing. I don't want to go too slapstick kind of. <clears throat> not defining this well. So we go have, ahead with what you have. Well,
1: we have a we have a difference of opinion then because I don't mind going into the the shonen anime stuff, just not when, especially when it comes to the fighting part because. That's what the swashbuckling fighting is for the most part in shown anime. Now I don't yeah. need to like have giant explosions and things like that, but I have a sword that's made of ice crystal yes. shards that I can control and have like whirl around like a swirling whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Like that is part of the magic of what I do. Also, we're fighting giant at sometimes probably large giant monsters. Otherwise, why do we have the scale thing? Yeah. I, I don't want to go no too far in either direction. I'm also into the whole slice of life. Style story, too, because we're high school students. And that is where that you get that sort of like drama slice of life stuff. Like this is what my everyday life looks like. Mm-hmm. This is my mom. for one of us having like money problems or whatever. So if we were pitching this to the CW,
3: is this our supernatural drama? Yeah, kind of. Is it a supernatural action drama? Except I wouldn't pitch it to the CW. I'd pitch it to Crunchy Roller Sure, early. sure. I'm just I'm <laughs> just, you know, fictionally as we're pitching it to as a to TV show. What is our, our, our target audience for this is like, you know, what's our our demographic on this? Right. Super. It's supernatural action drama, because I feel like action needs to be a big part of this. Yeah. It's, yes. 100%. It's not just drama.
0: 100%.
1: OK. I don't know if, if you're familiar with the term slice of life storytelling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there'll be some really like, you know, just going to school. Like, yeah. We go to school and like mm-hmm. we're at lunch and there's like people around and there's like a bully or whatever and things like that. Yeah. You need you know, to go into the club. Like Uh, club after school or whatever. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I mean, I would
3: like to, if you guys are okay with it, will you guys have any problem if I mechanize something like a a test?
1: No, not at all.
3: Like I might say something to you like, oh, you have a test, you know, like you have a social studies test tomorrow. It is a D10 test, meaning it's going to be pretty hard. Mm -hmm. If you stayed at home and didn't adventure, you could roll yourself an advantage, i.e. I studied. Mm-hmm. right and get a dive for your pool or you try to go out or i well, attest not
1: mechanizing it because we're gonna go out
3: well it's not the go out part i would <laughs> think like, more it's more like hitches hitches i would be like you're dazed. it's gonna be hard to study or yeah, we're take gonna, this test we're as,
1: gonna go adventure like yeah yes yeah. so of course we're gonna
3: all right so that's i guess the next piece is that while there are some slice life components they're not more important than the
1: supernatural parts i don't know how to make them equally important
3: i mean equally important we could just treat them like that but But I'm okay that it isn't. Like I'm okay that of the things that you do, school is the
1: third one. The other two action supernatural stuff is like more. My character has a hard time with any of these conversations because my character, regardless, is like intertwined in both those lives. Mm -hmm. Because my home stuff is supernatural stuff anyway, and my my school stuff. One of my big drama things is carrying around the soul of my girlfriend yes so like regardless of any of this drama stuff like i'm doing the high school thing but i'm also doing the magic thing almost always at the same time well, i did it on it, purpose it
3: tells me that i now need to drag a mundane
1: npc into your life uh, i put a mundane npc on my relationship map. yeah perfect because i'm going to need a way to pull you into the mundane world from time to time just because my mom and my dad are magic doesn't mean i don't have normal kid problems too that's my point sure okay, okay. so i think what do we i think i've got my aim
3: here which is going to be supernatural action drama which means I'm going to make sure that there is lots of supernatural stuff action. Unlike our other game in this game, I expect you to fight stuff. The world will bend to allow that to happen. So things will happen like where there's no one around. I'm not going to be super like we're not going to be super picky. Like, oh, there's cameras
1: outside, like all around the school. Like, no, there's not. Well, remember, the veil, the magic of the shroud actually we'll hides also, a lot of that stuff. Will also help. Hide yeah, it's absolutely. just when it gets ridiculous. Exactly. Like we still have to be
3: well that's that's where my hitches and stuff like that Mm -hmm. will come is like you know you may shake the veil kind of thing
1: correct see the shake the shroud right yeah shake Shake the the shroud shroud. that's actually a cool idea for a thing that you should probably put in the game somewhere like shake the shroud shake the shroud is a thing that goes on the table as a complication and when it's the d12 then it really becomes a problem that has to be covered up yeah man
2: just GM hard move shake the shroud
3: well maybe just the thing I throw um when I'm buying ones I may just be like oh I'm just gonna bump that up I'm gonna shake the shroud
0: every week, aren't I (laughs) OK, um, you know the kids but I like it. so
3: for aim, I'm good. Supernatural action drama just means, again, yeah. I'm going to put I'm going to make sure that like when you solve problems, you may solve them with swords. It is perfectly fine, like in the parking lot of the school to just draw a weapon and have a fight on top of cars all around the school. The shroud will mask most of that. A hailstorm will cover yeah. like or you'll be responsible for making a hailstorm shortly. We need to clean it up afterwards. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. like it's part of the
3: job. Too. Exactly. Cool. Let's talk about tone. So what is the tone of our game? The um, ones I put in here, for example, right? Serious versus Gonzo, action versus drama. How serious is this game? Is it serious, serious? Is it lighthearted? Is it dark and gritty? Am I going full Tim Burton?
2: Never go full Tim Burton.
3: But what's our tone for me to dial this in? And for you guys to also know when you take actions, what's in tone for this game?
0: I think we all agree we did not want dark and gritty, correct? Yeah, I don't want dark yeah. and gritty. Yeah, yeah, we all we
1: agreed that in session Good. one. I do want serious. I think that's fine to be both serious and lighthearted. Because if yes. you can play both tones at different sure. times, mm-hmm. then the serious stuff often hits harder. than. Yeah, we can, we can definitely modulate that. Yeah, I
0: think that on the serious gonzo scale, we want to be more serious. But we could also be lighthearted without being
1: gonzo. I see what you mean by Gonzo like this doesn't need to be ridiculous world breaking stuff mm-hmm. but it still needs to be high magical effect. Yeah, I mean because we're playing modern fantasy like yeah. there's yeah. got to be yeah, some actual magic being thrown around of whatnot. No, well, I agree 100%. Yeah, absolutely. serious with moments of lightheartedness is fine. More mm-hmm. lightheartedness and, with moments of seriousness. Yeah, it
3: just it's not going to be wacky. No. It's not a com- yes. we're not we're not producing a comedy here, no. no. Right, exactly. And we're not producing something dark and gritty where every moment of the game is like You
2: know, every shot of this game is we're we're not doing the modern Battlestar Galactica.
3: Correct. Hey, you guys had a victory. Now now drop a bomb on the floor. Like (laughs) It's my favorite moment in the early part of Battlestar Galactica. They win their first fight and then they drop a bomb on the floor and blow themselves up. Like a gut punch of a just a reminder that there's nothing happy happening in this show there yeah. will be no happiness so we're not doing that yes no. we're not doing that. all right so tone i think we've got and again we'll modulate these things as we go but i like to have a starting point like mm-hmm. where to like where we're starting off next part subject matter what are some ideas that you might want explored in this game not promising everything makes it in the list but i divided this into two parts i divided into magical and non-magical So what are just like some subject matter things you would like to possibly see come up in the game?
1: What it's like to be a teenager. Jerry has stated more than once that he doesn't really understand what it's like to be a teenager because as teenagers, we're not typical. No, it's fair. I'm going to have to go consult some teenagers. (laughs) I haven't been one in a
3: while. I know what I know what being an 80s teenager. Oh, fellow teens. No, I have too. I
0: like I have source material. I realized I didn't watch almost any teenage stuff when I was a teenager.
2: So, is this uh, section <laughs> um, you looking for broad stroke stuff or are you
0: looking for whatever, specific? I'll take whatever you got, like, okay, because teenage, teenage drama, teenage romance, what it's like to, to, to struggle with, I mean, you know,
1: mean, growing up and hitting it. Was that, I have way more specific things, but I'll let you <laughs> ramble hit, if hit, you hit want yours for a second. Your first hit yours. For, hit yours more in what Bob was going to say, cause he actually, I think it's something.
2: Yeah. My, to say. my character build. What I've done is I created, I created a mystery for you to mm-hmm. give us. There are questions about my character's father. He is no longer in the picture. He passed away right now. I'm sorry. Is it passed away or is it quote passed away? Everything that we know is killed in a car crash. Is the body been found? Yes. Well there you go. Okay. So he's there there was a body. Okay. That doesn't mean down the road that it can't be like a doppelganger or something. So quote passed away. Yeah. I'm I'm asking you, are you leaving the door open for me to make a decision about that? I am always leaving the door open because sometimes the the story gets better if you tweak.
3: Again, no promises, but I'd yes. like to just know that the door is
2: open. Exactly. I don't so, want to
3: surprise you with it and be like, oh, it's your dad. And you'd be like, he died. Yeah. And then be
2: like, oh, we I wasn't allowed to dead. play with that thing. To yeah. all appearances, he died. Sure. X number of years.
1: All I ago. ask is if you decide to bring that character back in some way, shape or form or anything like that, that you seed it first. So it doesn't seem like it's out a left field.
2: It's fair. He was part of the magical world and he got out for some reason because he never told my mom. Anything about it. She had no clue. Therefore, growing up, I had no clue. I'm coming into this game with zero knowledge of the magical world. And then one day, wham, and I inherited this from my dad.
3: You would like to know some stuff about your dad?
2: Why did he get out? I would like for there to be some question about whether or not he was one of the good guys or he was one of the bad guys. I specifically created a distinction for my character called The Sins of the Father. I inherited more than just this magical talent from him, I may have inherited a problem from him. Charm. who knows i created this framework so there's a lot of room in that sandbox for you Ooh, i got wheels turning already man. and but there's some constraints so sure, sure and i think there's some meat on that bone that we can have a lot of fun with or at least i can have a lot of fun with. i'm sure you guys will join along yeah but- chris baby give me some stuff <laughs> me it's uh my relationship
1: with my dad it's very complicated that's a thing that i want to explore and also why the hell did my girlfriend show up almost dead and then give me her soul because that's what the reason I have magic. Oh, yeah. Uh, so mystery of your girlfriend's death also slash her mother. Yeah, there's <laughs> that too.
3: I'm just going to put her mother. Also
1: relationship on my character sheet. Yes. Yes. I put it on my character. That's sheet. That's fantastic. Yes. I because. can't wait to be that character again. <laughs> <laughs> so like there's those two things. And yep. then the other thing that I want to is I'm actually a geek in school. Like that's my highest thing, but I'm also popular and social. Like those are my other two high ones Two mm-hmm. two or one of my high ones is like, those are my higher, higher ones. I'm one of the popular kids in school, the clicks and navigating that stuff and keeping school going because I didn't have magic for a while, so I had to do something. So I thought I was going to be toasted as far as like the magical <coughs> world goes. I was I was getting ready to go to college, right? Like I'm pretty smart and like try to like get my my CV in order, essentially.
3: Yes. And then whammo,
1: you now have magic. Yeah, I will say that eventually I'm going to develop the fire magic. Like, OK, I'm not, I don't want to surprise anybody like
2: I'm going to take an advance at one point in time and then develop the fire. So
1: I have fire and yeah. ice.
2: I like the juxtaposition between our two characters. We both have father, father issues. Yeah. Um, we both started out non-magical, but I started out non-magical with no clue. You yep. started out non-magical in a family of magic. Correct. Which is a whole different dynamic. Yeah, It's a very interesting, very interesting play off of that it's
1: almost like we're, we're like i'm gonna have started like my training in the veil like like a month before you get your power probably yeah so like i'm gonna be new to this also it'll be All interesting right. so jerry i got your initial thing what's
3: what's it like to be a teenager so let me ask you in terms of what it's like to be a teenager are we talking about the fun parts of being a teenager
0: both being able to play off a little bit of the gangst i i don't want to be the depressed teenager i hate being a teenager kind of thing just being the teenager comes with some kind of assumed. Problems and difficulties Mm because you're just kind of discovering who you are that's kind of what he's doing is he's kind of discovering who he was and he was kind of a dick to his friends when he got his powers and that's part of what he's doing is trying to patch that up and kids can be upset about all sorts of things but also the fun stuff of being a teenager what it's like to go on dates and sneak out of the house and make stupid mistakes and then have fun with them and that kind of stuff Jerry's a punk I'm a punk yeah he's a punk that's a hundred percent he's a punk cool
3: let me ask you some higher level stuff mm-hmm. from a magical side of things. Is there anything in particular, like you've read through the setting material? Is there any kind of particular things in the setting material or whatever you'd like to see come into play? Yeah, man, I want to fight magical
1: beasts, like giant magical beasts. Like, why are these here? This is a problem. Like, we're training, and then all of a sudden it gets out of hand. Like, what is going on? Like, okay, so fight magical beasts. I'm I'm
3: totally
2: down with that. Wait, I thought we were supposed to fight this this little guy. <laughs> we what were. What was that big? <laughs> Where'd the teacher go?
3: anything else from the background there's conceptual mages there's the
1: destroyed prosperity mages there's uh, th- the politics of the magical world surrounding us because apparently yeah. i was dating some many important daughter and my dad's important too my parents are also high-ranking members of the veil
3: yeah there, yeah. there you go cool politics of the magical world which means that we're going to need something that's outside of the magical world for an antagonist or outside the outside the veil
1: i mean there's plenty of groups for that there is there's he, renegades yep, all over the place he's, he's also fascinated
0: by the magical creatures i'm interested in learning more about the magical creatures because i'm not hundred percent human veil so or human remember i've got the, Yeah, you're a you're, you're, an, you're a modern elemental yeah so i'm kind of interested in those things which
3: which makes some of those beasts related to you yeah like are you earth elemental yeah so like giants the troll that lives under the 190 overpass mm-hmm. that's like a relation of
2: yours in some distant sort of way we've got yeah. some nice <laughs> cross. Okay, linking like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we're both elementals. Mm-hmm. You guys are both high rank. Have higher ranking families. We've got the non magical thing and the and the learning stuff. There's some very interesting mixes. Couple non magical things.
1: School events. You obviously love school events, so sure, put them in the game.
3: Well, <laughs> I'm saying when I think of like you know the things of being a teenager, right? Like, what is a microcosm of school social life? A dance. Who's going? Who's going with whom? Did you ask someone? Are you going by yourself? All of those things. It strangely, was never as microcosmic for me. It wasn't it. for me either. Yeah. Like, I like that's just movies to, telling you. to be 100% clear. Well, again, we're making a high school yeah. game here. We're not making Phil's high school experience because that's just staying home, playing D&D and going to work after school. Yeah.
1: like i I, I want to actually do a school dance gotta remember i lived a pretty typical high school experience so then did you go to sports sporting events i I did these These were not nearly the microcosms of like where things happen that people think they were but they are in film and television so then yes they should be important
3: well all right so now let's go back to tone content and stuff is this high school experience a realistic high school experience, or is it a TV like high school experience?
1: I mean, my realistic high school experience was still filled with drama and way too many charged emotions. That's, that's just, just having an undeveloped frontal lobe, correct? Like, yeah. That's, yeah. So, like, if you just heighten that another step, and by by making it's it's the dances and the football games and the and the sporting events and the whatever's. They're easy places to be like, there's a thing going on. So yes. people show
2: up to it.
0: Yeah. Yes. Cause otherwise it's, you go, you're going to class. Correct. Plus, it, plus it'd be nice to have some positive experiences at sporting yeah. events and dances and stuff like that.
2: For an example, for my character, there are tons of people that keep wondering why the hell I'm not on the football team because I could play football based on my body type. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's like, why aren't you, why aren't you on the football team? And it's like, I suck at the sports. <laughs> <laughs> like I am uncoordinated. At least I feel uncoordinated. Because sitting in class isn't that much fun, there'll be some other social things
3: like yes. free periods, lunch. We'll center some scenes around those things because those there are things where I can
0: easily put you all in the same place. We're all in the Glee Club.
1: We're all in the in the whatever club is that is uh, training they, for the veil. Yeah, yeah that's that's, that's, probably, that's actually that's a thing. That's yeah, a magical that's
0: thing. So members yeah. of the I was, club. I was just trying to get Bob to sing on, on Mike again. So.
3: But yes, you are all part of the club. Yeah. Um, How
1: are we going to spin that? That's how we spin it. Whatever that club is.
3: It's going to be like the gifted, talented. It's going to be something that like isn't an open club. It's like a club that you are invited to by the faculty or something, and
1: it's just the magical kids. Yeah, and I think there's probably not just the three of us, there's probably like two or three oh, yeah. more people in it. Yeah, there'll oh, yeah. be a couple of other. Yeah.
2: Like, like I, I, some, like, I'm, kind of like the honors program. Oh, no, there'll or, be some
3: more. There'll be some more kids because Jerry was a dick to his magical friends when he got his powers. No, no no, no,
2: no. No,
0: I was a dick to my mundane oh, friends. Oh, to your mundane friends. Okay. That's the thing. I was a dick to my mundane friends when I got my powers. I was like that jock who was just kind of okay. every man. And then all of a sudden he got picked to be the football team. And now, oh, I'm cool because I'm on the football team kind of thing.
3: All right. I'm going to set a couple of things from the non-magical side. Whatever classes you take, you all have gym together. You have lunch together and assorted free periods. Or like, are you all in band? I want a couple places when we do high school stuff where I'm like, so you're all in gym class and this thing happens yeah. or. You're in gym class and this is like the first time you've gotten to talk since what happened last night kind of thing. And I know this from being in high school, at least for me, like I had friends who I never had classes with, but that's less interesting. Like it's more interesting if there's a couple places where multiple people can collide in the same space.
1: Yeah, the club could be like the honors club or something like that, that whoever our advisor is, our teacher is, it, it, like they hand select those people. Exactly. That was a thing in high school. We, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. They were like the National
1: Honor Society,
0: yeah. like those kinds of things. We, we all we all have study hall together. That one free period that all the kids, that, that you all, they all overlap. We yeah. all study hall and probably lunch. Because lunch is a really good place for things to happen. That I mean, is a good place for things to happen. Oh, I have lunch. I,
3: I put lunch as the first yeah. thing. I assumed yeah. we could all have lunch together. But yeah, and my study, and I don't know how it was at your school, but my study hall, by the time... With the age of the characters, it was a free period. You could we just put, leave campus was a
1: homeroom in there, too. They let you oh, leave yeah. the school.
3: Yeah. My high school is in the middle of our downtown. So we were allowed not to just go anywhere, but we were allowed on our free periods. We were allowed to go into town to any of the assorted restaurants and stuff, have lunch and then walk back onto campus. Like if you got in your car and like drove out to Burger King and came back, you would get in trouble. But if you went up to the diner that was like walking distance from the school, you were allowed to go there, have lunch and then walk back.
1: Oh, high schools are different in how they approach and things
0: like that. When, when I was in school, you weren't allowed to go to a teacher's classroom during your study hall unless you had permission from the administrator.
1: Yeah, mine so. was pretty locked down, too. You, you had
0: to be in whatever room that you were assigned in.
3: Mine was wide open. If you had a and mine wasn't called study hall. Mine was called free period. If you had a free period, you could just wander through the hallways. You could sit outside. You could go uptown. As it was called, you could go to the library. Like I would yeah. take some of my free periods
2: and go to the library it's, and do homework. Things work. are a lot different in, in 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 the modern era with a wow. lot of schools. Right, well, you guys are the
1: same. Right, you're apart. Just different. Where did you where live? The Lancaster. And stuff? Yeah, Lancaster. I mean, a lot of these Western New York schools have been locked down their entire the okay. entire yeah, time. Yeah. Let me let
3: me pull this all yeah. back together. Yeah.
1: I have more than enough material from our
3: cat section. Does anyone else have anything they want to contribute to the that cat makes section? So
0: much sense, though. That explains
1: like so many. Movies and TV yeah. shows. That's cool. I, yeah, I got that's my, awesome. I got my stuff. I have a, a, a magic thing, a veil thing and a mixed thing. So perfect.
3: OK, mm-hmm. let's get into safety. I don't even need to preface this. We all know safety for people who are listening. I am first going to talk about one of the safety tools, which we absolutely would, will use, which is lines and veils. I have gone ahead and preloaded the lines and veils for the things that I have issue with. So my lines are violence to children, and I don't mean teenagers. I mean, little kids like I'm not going to have elementals eating kindergartners. If they eat kids, they will be high school kids. No straight out violence to animals. You're not going to, you know, not watch, you know, something, you know, chomping on a dog or something. No children trafficking, no sexual assault, rape, those kinds of things. Just things I don't need in the course of the game. Does anyone else have any other lines that they would like to add to
2: that? Those are usually the ones that, that okay. most And again, agree on.
3: And again, when we're playing, if there turns out to be something that comes up, we will, you know, we'll put it into a line or veil appropriately. Yep. For veils, sex, we mm-hmm. don't need any graphic descriptions of sex. If you're hooking up it happens. or as the kids say nowadays, because I'm learning from having a teen. If you're going to smash,
1: we fade off camera. If you're going to Netflix, stream and chill.
3: stream Yeah, if you're Netflix <laughs> and chill, if you're smash, like that kind of thing, then you know we're just going to pan, like camera pans F- away kind
0: of thing. F- what we call FTB, fade to black. Fade to black. Yep,
3: Torture and interrogation. We will fade to black on that. There'll probably yep. be like a roll. If, you, if you're interrogating somebody, you make a roll and I'll tell you yep. some stuff. Anything else anybody wants to veil that they don't particularly want to see come up? Like they don't need it graphically done
1: in the game. I keep thinking about the whole bullying thing. Let's talk about bullying. Because it'll be a thing, I would imagine. Yeah. It's it is a school. thing in high school. Yeah. It's part it of my character's
0: background, that he was bullied a lot when he was younger, and then he suddenly grew seven inches and got magical powers.
1: I don't know that we need to veil bullying. We can do some of it as long as we just check in.
0: Yes.
3: Check. Let's put a content
1: warning, right? So, Is it weird that I want to play this game, where because we're, we're all in high school and we're all kind of stuck together? hmm We don't all have to be friends, at the least to begin with. Mm-hmm.
3: Um no, you all have to be in the same club. Yeah. And you all have to know each other. Yes. 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 I I don't need we you don't, all
1: being the best of we friends. We don't necessarily have to like each other to begin with. No, but that what I correct.
3: I will tell you from a GM side what I don't want is I don't want to have to go out of my way to get all of three of you to go do a thing. It, like if there's a group thing in the story like hunt magical monster.
1: Yeah, we'll go do it.
3: I don't want you guys nor do I want to have to work to make Correct. you go do there's yeah,
1: that. There's a version of a there's a version of a story where my character and Jerry's character don't get along. Yeah. Sure.
3: And for me, the easy part is the club mm-hmm. solves that problem for mm-hmm. me. And then if I need you to hunt a monster, your
1: advisor tells you to go do it, and you have to go do yeah, it. Yeah, and then over the course of play of mine and Jerry's character, can come to some sort of understanding or at least agreement. Sure. Or maybe become friends. So for bullying, we want to be careful with I'm that. throwing that out there.
2: Yeah, I mean, bullying is, is a thing. It exists. High schoolers do it. Before you said you didn't it, have any, any siblings, it carefully
0: with it. one of my things I was th- wondering... What if I was dating your sister? It's fine, but I'm I not have gonna, a I'm, sister. I'm gonna do something different on that. I'm gonna work on something else though, because you had a thing. And I just was one of the things I was trying to come up with for character backgrounds, because that tends to cause friendships and conflicts to be interesting.
1: It's so. more because I'm the popular kid. And you're a punk.
0: Yeah, and so, you're a mean person. So I was a mean person. Yeah, that that's the thing. I was a mean person. I don't want to be now. That, that doesn't preclude what you did before. That's true.
3: So let me circle back around to this bullying thing. First of all, let me just ask semi-personal question. Who was bullied in high school? Me? Not in high,
2: high school. Yeah. Okay. All throughout school. Yeah.
3: I was bullied early on in high school, not later in high school. 13 years of hell. I do then want to tread carefully on the topic of bullying. Like, I don't know if we need any graphic displays of bullying in the game. It happens. Sometimes somebody might be a dick or something, and that might be the indication for you to do something in the game.
0: There has to be eventual repercussions. The one thing that makes Cobra Kai so traumatic for you to watch as much as I love it is that the bullies very rarely get their comeuppance. So I want there to be some repercussions for people being bullies. Like eventually, either we or somebody else gets to deal with that and stop it. If it just constantly goes unchecked for the entire campaign, that's going to be an issue.
3: Let me ask a further question. Does anyone want to be bullied in this game or does anyone not
0: want to be directly bullied? My bully is one of my contacts. So I expect there to be some more, some more oh, attempts. You have D8.
3: made a contact as a bully. Yes. My okay.
0: D, my, my D8 is my ex bully and now we have a conflict. So he probably still tries to bully me because I'm still not that smart.
3: Okay. Again, I'm gauging this because okay. it is a thing that people have trauma associated yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: with. I am not actively seeking it, but if you choose to have a, a an NPC bully me, that's fine.
1: I mean, I'm going to step in if anybody starts to try to bully anybody, because that's who this character I'm playing is. So, Chris, you are anti-bully. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm very okay with that. I
0: assumed bullies were going to be one of the main antagonists. Bully slash mean girl was going to be one of the main antagonists in the game. It only is if you're comfortable with it. Okay. yeah.
3: Like, I'm not going to inflict bullies on people if people have issues with bullies. And again, and I'm happy we're having this Mm -hmm. as a safety discussion. I know you were assuming it, but I would not assume that because that is a topic that can definitely trigger somebody at the table. It's good to talk
2: about that. Yeah, Uh, my character will also be anti-bully. He's very much against it, but I'm probably not going to be as forthcoming as his character in stepping up. So Jerry has an
3: ex-bully. So this shit's going to come
2: up at some point in the game. Chris, if you saw a bully,
3: you'll deal with it. Yeah, kind of thing. And everybody is basically anti-bully anyway.
0: Actually, bullying is one of the things that's going to make me. Come close to breaking the veil. I won't do it just to do it, but that would be a good. If you want to trigger me to break the veil, that would be a good place <laughs> really to start. Really trying
3: not to trigger anyone in this game. No,
0: no, so. no. You know what I mean by it. no. Not, yes. tri- not trigger as an emotional trigger. If you're trying to flip the switch on my character to cause a comp. Sorry, if you want to give me a hitch that would that would cause me to push the veil. Sure. Bullies would be one of the ways to do it. Okay. Wrong, tr- wrong word. I see what you're saying. Yes.
3: All right. Perfect. So we will tread carefully through bullies and we mm-hmm. will do some yeah. extra check-ins along the way to make sure people are okay. Is there any other teen content that anyone else is uncomfortable with? I've already taken um, mm-hmm. sexual assault out, but like teen pregnancy, drinking, drugs, anyone else have any other... Okay. I think those are all, those That's are all fine.
2: good good hooks. It's all stuff that could potentially yeah. happen.
3: Okay. Yes. Let me run through the safety tools I would like to use, mm-hmm. and then you guys tell me if you want to make any changes to them. We've already talked about lines and veils. Mm-hmm. That's my boundary tool. I would like to use the X card for consent revoking. Mm-hmm. like Simply, like if you want it out, we will have an X card. You take it out. But I also would like to use script change. I love script change. I know you do. It's my favorite one. I would yeah. like to put script change in for content editing. Mm-hmm. So if you want something out, like if we push too hard on the bully thing and you just want it out, you can be like, cool, exit out and we'll fix it. But if it's like, oh, you went a little too hard. Can you back it up? You could use script change to be like, oh, back that up. Can you just not come at me quite as hard with that? OK, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Like all so, four. Yeah. We good with script change? Yeah. OK, good. Like you know, that script and change and sort of has the X,
1: the X card on it,
3: right? Well, then it combines that yeah. we have the Yeah. yeah. What I specifically wanted, just to be clear, is I wanted consent revoking Uh and I wanted uh, content editing. So I want both of those tools because I want you to be able to take content out of the game, but I also want you to be able to just edit and fix things that you don't like. And open door if we need it for de-escalation. So if at some point during play a topic gets too heavy or something and somebody wants to take a break, get up and
2: walk away from the mic, walk out of the room, that's our open door policy. Sounds good. You never know when something's going to come up that's going to...
3: And, and I know you guys are familiar with these tools because yep. we've used them in other games before, which is not why I'm not going on a deep dive on these, yes. but there are plenty of places on the internet where you can find more information about each of these. The next one I want to do real quick is additions. Is there any components, any activities you want to add to our overall game structure?
1: I mean, I'm a fan of Stars and Wishes because yeah, I, I, I like thought, Stars and Wishes. I thought you would be. It's a great way to update essentially a lot of this, this Session Zero stuff. Would you like Stars and Wishes end of story or end of session? I'm always a fan of end of session, especially since we're only going to play this game like once a month. Yeah. End of session it is.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Stars and wishes. End of session. Any other bigger components? I can't think of anything. Yeah, okay.
0: no, I'm not. Yeah, I can't. And
3: again, we can always amend this. This yeah. is just our initial. Okay. Stars and wishes. Great. Couple of setting questions, and then we're going to get into character introduction and background. This is in the greater Buffalo area, mm-hmm. which includes downtown Buffalo as well, all, as well as all the suburbs. Where is your school located? And let me caveat that. Do we want to just... Make up a
0: school, or do we want to pick a real school? We should probably make up a school. I would strongly suggest make up a school. Sure, make up a fake neighborhood. Something. My suggestion would be make up something that's like at the edge of the city near one of the suburbs, so we can have a quick mixture of people from both the city and one of the suburbs. Thoughts? Why would we make up a neighborhood? Well, I don't think we need to make up the neighborhood. No, I'd you like to so make up? No, the- no, no. I just mean like a. I don't know if there a place where a school might already cover, but we make up our own school for that area.
3: I like fake school. Fake school gives me a lot of latitude on things I have to do.
1: But where would you like to put your uh, fake school? I don't know why you don't just pick a high school and just change the name. Oh, I, we can also do that. that. Yeah, that's, that's
3: fine. also fake school. Yeah, that's yeah. also fine. That's <laughs> that's, like that's, we like can pick school. a real
1: high school. Like, go yeah. pick Cheek and then just change the name of the high school to be whatever the heck you want it to be. And the, the whole school itself, and just put yeah. it where the Cheek high school would be. Or, sure. Or whatever. Like, yeah. I think it should probably be in a suburb because there's not enough room in the city to have some wacky stuff happen. Yeah. It's true. You guys have a preference for suburbs? The, the reason is because if you put it in the middle of downtown Buffalo, mm-hmm. like Hutch Tech is, where are the Elementals coming from?
0: Yeah, no, I that that's why I said a, like a border area. That's why yeah, Chittawaga like, or
1: Kenmore or one of those. Would I be, mean, if you wanted to go out to Star Point or whatever in that way too, like that's way out in the suburbs though, and that yeah. can, that takes away from like the possibility mm-hmm. of using downtown Buffalo in some ways. What are and our the big, lake? What are our big suburb areas? You've got Chittawaga, West Seneca
0: amherst williamsville hamburg
3: i mean each one of those will have a slightly different flavor right like hamburg yeah. will give us a you know slightly more rural suburb flavor versus mm-hmm. something like cheek which is suburban you know yeah, yeah. railroad tracks and a little how bit much
1: uh, how much forest water do you want near the high school that's the real the question like I mean, how much how much elemental on the weeds do you want you've got raster R- weimer whatever woods right at the edge
0: of walk right there you got como park that's just over the border that's really what
2: we're looking yeah, it has at. there's Multiple parks in range
0: of yeah. yeah, There are parks hidden in Cheektowaga. There are parks tucked away in places that I, every time I look at Google Maps, I'm like, I had no idea there was a freaking park right there. So Can yeah. You know, and
1: you use the one on Union Road. I'm actually more okay with it being Cheektowaga or somewhere like that. That's closer to downtown Buffalo. Yeah. So this is the way that I think about the setting, right? We have the Olmstead parks. That oh. was probably something that was important to the elementals to create that they got wrecked at some point by the 198 and things like that now we're, we're talking about buffalo history here right yeah. yeah we used to have a parkway system that was beautiful in this place and then they built a, an expressway that destroyed a good chunk of it uh-huh. that was a bad idea and then they built the um the the skyway which is a like a giant like also expressway that cut off the lake which yeah. also harmed probably in the setting the elemental situation that exists oh yeah in western new york now this has probably been recovered in some way, shape, or form over the course of time by the elementals that live around here and the Vale people. I don't know how they let it get that bad to begin with. I mean, Phil will yeah. probably tell me that I mean, later. From a, water, from a water
0: standpoint, you got the Skajakuta and the Cuga where, yep. where they, where downtown, the downtown Lancaster, they completely restructured the entire downtown with those giant causeways and everything that that have the floodplains. And this entire Scajaquita Creek is a giant. They went they went through and redid the whole thing as a floodplain. Mm-hmm. That's why North Creek Park exists. That's why there's those big waterways on the other side of the mall, the the overflow plains yeah. are over there. There's a lot of texturing in
1: Chiechwaga. So how does that with do with with what the elemental stuff though? Yes, earth and water and so on.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm going to pull you guys back together a little. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the nerdier parts of yeah. Chiechwaga. As people on this uh, listening to this podcast, going to learn more about Buffalo suburbs <laughs> than they've ever known in their lives. But I'm okay with that. I will find a school location. In Cheektowaga, I'm going
1: to reskin the school, name it, new mascot, that kind of Assuming thing. we want that, like, what do we want the high school to function as? How much of Buffalo do we want to be a part of this game? I'm actually OK with fake
3: with fake school
1: because I would like to just take a- any yeah, liberties I, mean, but, I want. But where where the put the school is the
3: point like. Oh, well, I just assumed you guys were just sitting here talking about Cheek DeWaga for like three minutes. I know
1: the, but that's Cheek. what I mean. Like, do you want downtown Buffalo to be a part of the game or not? Do you want like the silos and all that stuff down there to be a part of the game? I, in the I would. Away?
3: Well, I would. I'm going to get to a
1: second. my next question
3: for you guys in my session zero is name some locations you would like to see come up in this game. Here's my thing. Even if you're centered in Cheektowaga for high school, you're not bound to only be in Cheektowaga. Like your Vail yeah. club will go all over the place. Yeah, then
1: that's fine. Plus, honestly, it's so easy to get downtown. Yeah, it is. This is a 20 minute town. This like, ain't like ar- Chicago or L.A. Right. Mm-hmm. So around the table, just give me a couple locations
3: that you might like to see. Like some of these I will have to research, but give me some locations you would like to see in the game.
0: Both in Lancaster, Cheektowaga and parts of Buffalo, the tunnels where the existing waterways Go underground for half a mile to three miles. There's a lot of places where the where the rivers and streams go underground for a while.
2: Cool. Okay. I'm mean, gonna I just note I was that. Not, as, I was not aware of that. I was oh, less I, aware of that. Learned but something new we, every we, day. We, Not surprised we, that we Jerry walked,
0: knows this. We walked one for a while when I was a kid. There's a bunch of cemeteries for no reason in the middle of suburbia. Big, big cemeteries. Like I mean, Buffalo, Buffalo's got a ridiculous
3: dude, man, number of guys just
1: sitting in the middle of the city. Oh, do yeah. we want to do forest lawn? I mean, that's that not, area. Yes, you can put that in there. But like the thing that I would pick is I like the waterfront and the silos that are down there mm-hmm. and that, that whole area. Yep, waterfronts, fine. especially on that side, not on the side that's developed, but the side that's not developed. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, or it's underdeveloped. I should say.
2: For Supernatural stuff, I always like to point to Niagara Falls. In other games, there's always interesting, cool lore surrounding things like Goat Island and stuff like that. Why was the turtle decommissioned?
1: The train station.
2: Yes. Oh, God. Central Terminal?
1: Central Terminal. The Central Terminal. Yeah. The Central Terminal looks like a wizard's tower. Mm -hmm. Yes.
3: Anything? I, any other? I got ones? one more. Yeah, the Tiff Nature Preserve. I may need to be hopping in my car for some of this. It's a nice drive over to Tiff. Like I've never yeah. been to Central Terminal. Really, I've. No. It's beautiful. Inside. I know you've been. I know you've been to a couple times. And, I've been yeah. there. Yeah. Cool. I, and that's fine. I will look some stuff up. I'm going to read mm-hmm. some stuff. That kind of thing, and I may just suggest we hop in a car and go like see a thing. Sure. I'm good with those. Those are a good start. Timing and COVID is now a thing. I ask my session zero. We're hmm. we're going to play modern day, and we're just not going to uh, play up any COVID stuff. Yeah. Yes, COVID happened, but like we're basically all okay now. But if somebody's wearing a mask, it's not weird. No, that concludes my setting section. Next would be character creation. But in this case, it's going to be introduce your characters. I'd like to know a little bit about your character for the sake of play. I would like you not to go through every detail of your character, but I'd like you to give me your highlights. I would like specifically to know your name. I'd like to know your highest stats, your magic, what your magic focus is, things like that. And then a lot of the rest of it will come out during play. Who would like to introduce their character first?
1: My name is Silas Flameworth. I am the uh, son of Victor Flameworth. My father is a very important member of the Vale. He is uh, essentially the second in command of the group that goes and deals with problems that arise. I was born talentless. I have not manifested my talent in a timely manner at all. And uh, then my girlfriend showed up to my... House one night, and she is a modern elemental, the daughter of a woman named Erlis Virvatan, who is a fairly important ice elemental. As she was dying, she gave me her soul, and now I have ice magic, or water magic at least. My highest role is geek at D10. None of my affiliations are any higher. They're all uh, even across the board, because, you know, that's just me. I grew up in this world, and I've been trying to find the balance between everything. I'm a geek and I'm popular.
3: Uh, I think it's a lot easier
1: in today's yeah, world than yes. it was... Like then it was when I was a teenager. Correct. So as far as my other my other relationships, there is uh, Derek McIntyre, who's my highest relationship. He's my best buddy, and he's a normal. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. And then the other important one is uh, Lisa Harris, who is my former friend, but now we're like rivals in school because we're both really smart. Oh, okay. She's your academic rival. She's my academic rival. Is she magical? No. Okay. Because I have enough magical stuff. Sure. Yes, you've got a whole family. Victor probably. and Earls are both magical relationships. The other two are non-magical relationships. Gotcha. Cause I tried to go for the evenness, but there you go. That's me. Excellent. Although my sword is cool. You're- Cause my sword is my girlfriend's sword. Yes. <laughs> Cause it's yes. her soul. It's an ice rapier. It's got a hilt that is a, a white rose with vines that, that are the, the the guard. Love it. And the blade is formed of ice crystals. Since my, my martial magical effect is control. I can disperse those crystals to like float around and whatnot. Nice.
2: I like it. Who is next? So I am playing Henrik Gunderson for the longest time. Friends and not friends have been calling him Gunny. They used it as a slur when they first started calling it when he was younger. And he didn't really care, didn't think it was that bad because his last name is So he just kind of let it sit. And mm-hmm. so now people, especially his friends, tend to call him Gunny. I am a modern era elemental and uh, I don't know it yet, which is going to be fun. So we'll have to talk about that. There are things that probably I, would I got be an idea. clue-like. Sure. I mean,
3: I'm having some ideas too, but I'm also thinking that maybe there was something placed on you yeah, his, so that you his, didn't even his know. His dad did it to him. Yeah. That, that like is, you, that like is like
2: actually you, a very, very good way to do because it.
3: Because you should have a look, right? Like you were a modern yes. air elemental, but if you didn't think you were, then- that is likely because somebody placed an illusion upon you or
1: something. And when is magic? What is some some magic, kind of magic manifested a broken broke spell? It. Yeah. Yep. You've recently discovered you don't look like you. Okay. okay. That's not messing with your head at all. It's not dramatic.
2: It's enough, but right? it's, like your hair now waves like because I've, I've I got a Fabio thing going on with the hair and a little body dysphoria right there. A little bit. Like no. okay. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. Decent. Um a magical uh, talent is air. Of course, my top two, I'm a a geek and then an emo. I mixed up my affiliations. I've got a a school is my highest with Mage (laughs) Next and Veil last because. Sure, sure. I love it. Like at the moment, I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. One of my primary distinctions that is that is going to be driving me is I can't disappoint my mom because it's just the two of us. Okay. She expects me to, you know, excel at school and and go on and get college and all that other stuff. Your mom is affected by the shroud. She can't see you as an elemental, right? Yes, that is correct. Okay, so she wow. still thinks you yeah, are. She, she doesn't know. Okay. She doesn't know what's going. On. It, oh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be wild.
1: Yeah, man. Because your dad never told her. That's yeah. Deep.
2: yeah, She knew nothing. Your Dad was ego. No. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my weapon is a one-handed Viking bearded axe called Breath of Winter, which you somehow discovered. Which, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's we're gonna we're gonna discover that in play in session one because these weapons they can be forged or they can be manifested right i mean for you
3: no when you get your fire talent
1: you will manifest a fire weapon yes but yours was
3: gifted to you for you it popped out of your subconscious you just don't know why it popped out of your subconscious yeah
1: i feel like when she gave me her soul that i just pulled it out of my chest wow like scott pilgrim yeah now i mean that's where it came from that doesn't go back there yeah
2: <laughs> yes no it's terrible right like oh and then i'll wrap up with one of my two lowest relationships is actually with my mom because things are kind of strained with Short. the pressure of being a single mom working and, and you know trying to raise me and stuff and me being a teen well she, she thinks is, you're yeah. having teen problems yeah, yeah, she doesn't realize you're
3: having magical teen yes. problems
2: yes. and then i uh, i grabbed one of his mundane contacts lisa harris they're academic rivals, and she and I are good friends.
1: I like that. It's real weird for me when I see him as an air elemental, I had no idea.
3: Like, one day this kid shows up as an aerial elemental, how the hell is that even possible? Mm-hmm. Of which your dad's like, say what? That's mm-hmm. assuming I told my dad. Correct, but your dad's- Oh, somehow, believe me, your it's, da- gonna, it's gonna your ripple through the magical
2: community yeah, pretty quickly. Probably.
3: <laughs> when one of the magical teachers suddenly looks and is like, there's an unaccounted for magical student walking down the hallway, like, that's an issue. Well, also the thing where he starts
1: seeing everybody who's also magic.
3: Yes. Oh, yeah. That's Yeah. Let me ask you a question. When did your powers manifest in relation to where we are in session one? we the talked thing... about doing it in session. Oh, like okay. Like, that's the first okay.
2: story. Okay. Yes, like... we're, we're doing something and a bunch of students are together and something magical happens. And I just reflexively in defense...
3: Well, thank you because now i know the name of the first session so a little side for people who don't play at my table i always try to come up with catchy little names for my adventures i don't always share them with you guys but clearly based on this when it's time for change is going to be the, oh my god <laughs> is going to be the name of this adventure that's pretty good do you that's know the beautiful. reference Give the no. bobby brady a, i do yes. that's a brady bunch reference so, when peter's voice begins to crack. yes yes Anything else for your character, Bob?
0: Deb, that's enough for now. We'll let the rest of it come out. Jerry. I am San Diego uh, Zircon. People call him T. I am also an elemental. I am a Gorgon. When people can see me, I've got like the purple skin with the green kind of scaly plates. My hair is always moving because it's snakes. When I'm in my mortal form, my hair never like stays put. Like if I comb it back and up. But you're shrouded. You're shrouded form. Yeah, my shrouded form. My hair never stays where it is, so I always look like I've got a little bit wild hair.
3: When people see you, you look like you got Einstein hair. Yeah.
0: I also can't grow any hair, so I don't ever have a mustache, a beard, my eyebrows. My, I just have like eye ridges, so they look a little bit odd. In my shrouded form, I have eyebrows, but they're not very pronounced. Quick question about your cool hair in your yeah. elemental form. Yeah.
3: Does it get agitated? Oh, yeah. Okay, so if you get agitated, they get agitated?
0: As just a gimmick to play with, if you wish. They don't necessarily have a complete will of their own. Like my bizarre emotional states, they'll often act in ways that I'm not perfectly excited about.
3: They might hiss at something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I yes.
0: love it. Love it love, um, it. love it. Snake hair. And my f- family are high-ranking members of the Vale as well. I'm Earth-aspected. Last name's Um So
1: you two definitely know each other. You and Chris. Oh, yeah. yeah we yes. Do. Yes. Yep. I'm the disappointment. Or at least I was.
2: Oh, in certain respects, no. you still are. No, I'm still, yeah. Yeah. Where's no, your fireman? What is this ice bullshit? I know. There's oh, that
3: too. that... Yes, there's going to be a moment of he. He has
1: what? Like mm-hmm.
2: you're an embarrassment to the name Flameworth. Yep. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, I think when we start, I have had my magic for like two or three weeks during weeks, sessions.
2: Two weeks. <laughs> cool. Two
1: dollars.
3: Are you more normal? Like, did yours manifest like right on time? Mine did manifest okay.
0: right on time. I'm actually I'm actually a third of four kids. Yes. You're going to be one of the more established
3: members like chris will have only joined a few weeks ago before the end of the session you will have found gunning Mm -hmm. yes okay
0: yeah cool cool until i got my magic my magical growth my both my magic and my growth spurt because my jock is my high die geek is my low die um i've struggled with school my entire life but i wasn't uh, i wasn't big i suddenly got a growth spurt and my growth spurt corresponded with my magical abilities so you know i gained six eight inches and a lot of muscle mass but also became magical that kind of pushed me into a different realm when that happened i kind of got a little bit full of myself and alienated a lot of my other friends i'm still friends with one of them sergi but even he i, I kind of treated like well i couldn't tell him well i'm magical and you're not so for him it was all of a sudden i just suddenly felt more powerful or more sure. self-confident more egotistical like i said did that kind of thing like you sometimes see when somebody who Was one of the outsiders suddenly gets into a sport and then just ignores everybody they knew before. Sure. That was what I did. Now I feel bad about it. So that's part of my internal conflict is wanting to feel important in the veil, but also trying to reconnect with the people that aren't in the veil. Also picked on a lot when I was, because I was smaller and wasn't able to get by by being super popular or super smart. So I was just kind of one of the ones lost. So I got picked on a lot by bullies and now I'm not
3: so with jock being high yeah. you're naturally good at sports yes did you or do you play a sport no okay so in gym class you're good though yes in high school coaches were like you should sign up for basketball you should sign up for this like you're so
0: good at yes. this yep. but you're just like no thanks no it was more like no okay he's he's the punk and he's a rebel without a clause and he's slowly trying to find one okay that's the next part of his thing growing up his entire life He was indoctrinated into the veil and didn't want to be part of it. He was kind of hoping his magical powers wouldn't manifest themselves. And then they did. You two are great
3: i'm just pointing at chris yeah, yeah chris who was desperate to get powers yep. that didn't have them and jerry who's like man i, ho- I, just, yeah, I hope i just hope i don't get him i hope i, I could just if oh, i just went fuck. through life with snake hair or whatever it'd be perfectly fine we're like, the three shit, most anime yeah.
0: characters ever and now the situation that he has is a conflict is that his personality is i still want to rebel against this i don't want to be part of the veil i don't want to be part of it but secretly inside he's like seeing all these people and he, it's uh, some leadership qualities are coming out he actually really wants to be part of the veil and be good at it and kind of help others in it but on the outside he's still like well i I, i've spent my entire life like hating these people and now he's part of it and he likes it." you gotta fight the power but i am the power he loves his mom he loves his dad but his relationship was only a d6 because he spent a lot of his childhood kind of like i don't want to do that and his brother and sister his older two older siblings are already like in their veil training and all that sort of thing so he still loves his family and a strong connection to them but it's not his strongest sure that's where he is and lastly his sword he has a sword called the polychrome shard it is a pretty big honking broadsword made of overlapping chunks of gemstone about the size of a hand so when it forms it just kind of like kind of like grows out in kind of clicking clacking it's got kind of an uneven edge and it's multicolored. it's very flashy and flamboyant which just shows off even more of him being part of the veil—that's his thing.
3: Awesome. With our characters introduced, our Slack room for life has asked a few questions about your characters. Some of which I think we know the answers to. Some we will fill in. So I will start with the first one, which was from Senda, mm-hmm. which is: Are you all in the same click? And yes or no? Where does your click hang
1: out? Aren't you smart? Gunn, I am. I'm probably in the same click as him. Then, sort of, kind of. Not, not. I don't know. Not him. Not a Zircon. Not T. I should yeah, say. Yeah, T. Where does your click hang out? Where are you nerds hanging out? Are you in the library, computer lab? Academic decathlon, baby.
3: Are you guys in another club besides the club? Of course. Sure. Okay.
1: That's how we both know um, um Lisa. Yep. She's also part of that. With
3: Lisa. Plus, you guys are probably all in the
2: same track of classes, right? Probably. Yeah. I think Lisa probably runs the, she's like the captain.
3: She's the MJ. She's the MJ. <laughs> <laughs> so not T, you're like a punk, right? Are you like in the smoking area? Do involved. they even have smoking areas? That is a no, 30-year-old no, thing. They yeah, don't. They don't. Yeah, no. Sorry, they don't. No. In my school, <laughs> outside the cafeteria, there was a set of tables and chairs with an awning that was called the smoking area where you could go and smoke if you desired
2: wow. to. They actually remodeled the bathroom on the second floor at the Pew High School when I was a junior, and that was the smoking bathroom. These guys oh, are old. Oh, no.
0: Like, like That's getting, like the song. I'm, I'm a year animals. older than you, and if you got caught with cigarettes at school, it was automatic man
2: Nah, I'm sm- just... You couldn't smoke anywhere else. Lancaster was a bunch of stuck up.
3: Yeah. You you couldn't smoke anywhere else on campus, but you could smoke in the smoking area. No, we call
1: Lancaster the land of evil when we were in college and in high school. (laughs) So
3: there's there's a reason. T,
0: where do you hang out at school? I don't know where the cool kids hung out at school. Are you popular? He's a little popular. He's, right. he's got a D. He's got D six. So I don't know. He's not that popular. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know <laughs> You're where the kind of guy Chris is more popular than. you I are. didn't say where the popular kids hung out. I said where the cool kids hung out. There's oh. a difference. Oh, sure. The popular kids weren't cool. Maybe. maybe is it they like?
3: Did. Is <laughs> it like on the bleachers? Is it um, like, or like in the parking lot?
1: In shop class, they don't have <laughs> shop class anymore.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I, I, I did in middle school.
3: Yeah, and we sure. had a pretty no, big time, I meant the, like, like, let me roll my brain shop. back to oh, high yes. school
0: and see where the kids could hide out, and where the kids could hang out in school. All
3: right. So you're like somewhere on the school grounds. We'll, we'll define it later.
0: Yeah, when I was at school, you didn't have time to hang out. You had like three minutes between classes. You didn't hang out anywhere. We had free periods and yeah. you're going to have free periods. We hang out in the back of the library. The Is back that, of the library? Okay. Yeah, You could hide behind the stacks and hang out and like right. mischief. That makes sense.
3: Here's a set of questions coming from Todd Crapper. Which PC is on the honor roll? I think that's actually two of you, right? Yeah. So Gunny uh, and Silas. Which PC is failing more than one class? That's
0: Yeah, that's definitely T.
3: T. Is it T.I.?
2: T.I., yeah. yeah. Does any of you have an after-school job? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I think so.
1: I don't. I'm a privileged white kid.
2: I haven't defined it yet, but I feel like my dad and mom had like a small business or something of some kind. I have to help my mom run the place. Do they own the corner store? Corner store is always a... uh,
3: I'm going to just say store for now. I'm going to let you work on that. T, do you know what you do? Yeah. I'm a delivery driver
2: for my cousin's restaurant. Why are you hanging out here at a gas and sip on a Saturday night with not a girl in sight?
1: All right. Conscious choice, My parents have money. (laughs) Yes, your parents have money. (laughs) Yes.
2: Oh, mine do.
0: I'm doing this deliberately despite that. I know you are.
3: Next question is from Andy Fox. What's hidden in your locker?
0: My grandfather's signet ring. This is a dumb question. Why would you hide anything in your locker where they can just go in and get it anytime they want? Because people hide stuff in their lockers all the time at high school because
1: they don't think about it because they're not that smart. They're teenagers. are teenagers. <laughs> my locker
0: got torn open so many times. I finally hid everything in my mother's in my mother's classroom. Man, Lancaster is a fucking nightmare.
1: It is land of evil. Wow.
0: <laughs> this <No>. is explaining.
1: <laughs> I'm learning a lot right now.
0: I was going to say not, a knife, but he but he has a sword. So he doesn't. Not sword. signature. You know spirit. what? No, he's got a knife in his locker. Okay. Because sometimes you have to stab somebody without magic. Do you? That's,
3: yes. That's like a felony. People go to jail for that's that. That's true. I don't know
0: if that's... Okay. It, maybe that, maybe kind say, that, game, that kind of exceeds the tone of the game. I'm an ex. You, I'm an ex-knight. Don't, okay, don't do fine. gonzo. That's kind of gonzo. <laughs> that, that, that was Lancaster. Like the number of people got slashed up when I was in school.
1: Um, <laughs> These days you, that, that's like, yeah, that's like probably, lock it down. That's, like I'm
0: going, and I'm going back 80. I'm going back, back, back 34 years. Let's do that. That's X card. Let's think of something else. What would you hide in your locker? I'm
2: going to jump over to Bob. What do you think? Do you have something of your dad's? It's not really hidden per se. Sure. But I keep a picture of the three of us from when I was a kid. Me, my mom, and my dad in a park one day having a picnic, just like, you know, happy time with my parents. A
0: book I stole from the Vale, from whatever the Vale meeting hall was.
3: Okay.
0: I, ah, I, 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 realized, I, I realized I wasn't, I wasn't That's I, a good punk I, move I, I, didn't have, I didn't have the knowledge so I stole something that I could study but I can't tell anybody I've got it so it's hidden wherever you hide things in my in Sure my locker. and
3: thanks to the Shroud if anyone opens your locker to look for it that's mundane, it, it's just a book
0: I have earth magic It's hidden behind a loose, it's, it's easy to find if you're looking for something, but it's hidden behind a loose tile in my locker
1: Yeah my grandfather also was important so you know, when he died I took the signet ring, even though it was my, given to my father.
3: Gotcha. This is going to be a fucking can of worms.
1: Uh, next one's from
3: Todd Crapper. What traditions do your parents try to force on your character? Now, I will open this up to this is both mundane for yeah. Gunny, and it can be mundane or magical for you
1: guys. Yeah everybody in my family has been part of the veil since like they've established the stupid new status quo flameworth has been around since, you know, 1000 AD. Oh, that g- they go back to the age of elementals. Yes. My family has been part of the house of uh, what are Arnie or whatever the, yeah. whatever the flame one is. I'm expected to be also part of the veil serving. Oh, it's the it's elemental c- empire. That's what Yeah, it's the elemental empire I am. I'm expected to serve. It's been pushed on me this entire time. And boy, let me tell you when I didn't have fire magic at a late stage in my, uh, High school life, it was a problem. I'm also
3: going to say, if I can add to that, you have been forced to memorize notable members of your family since like 1,000 AD. Uh-huh. There is always a discussion of like, you know, back in the 1930s when those prosperity mages, you know, got out of hand, the flameworths were there to put them down. Why do you think of, I'm such a geek? So nose lineage of family. Cool. All right. That's Silas. Gunny or tea?
0: I think it's obvious what my family, my family's been trying to push me into the family business like hard. You said what kind of pressures are we getting for a family? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, what traditions do your parents?
2: A, or tradi- traditions force on us. Go to Gunny. Gunny. The big drive from mom is you're not working at this store for the rest of your life. Get good grades. Go to college. Get a real job.
3: Let me ask you a question. Can your mom run the store realistically without you helping? She's saying you have to go. But is that also like a like it's it's going to be much worse for her if you do like is that the, is that the contrast
2: the pull? Yes. The counterpoint she always tries to make is that once I get a job, then she doesn't have to work store to maintain for both of us until I can get a job and make money. She's got to support me, which means we got to keep the store going, but she could. If I graduate from school and get a good job, she can sell the store or just close it down. So you're going to college is the that's uh, that's that's what she wants. OK, which was like my parents. My, She's I'm, driving it.
3: I'm actually um, first to go to college in my in my family and my parents were pretty clear to me that there weren't really other options available. You could be anything you want once you go to college was the way it was. I was yep. it was explained to me as a kid.
0: Uh, I'm gonna toss this out there, and you guys can X-Card it, but uh, my family <laughs> pushed me really hard to try to surround myself with as many magics as possible and try to discourage a lot of friendships and stuff among. Not that they oh, I'm okay with that. like no, your
3: your no. your parents your your parents were like, look, you like you are part like you are yes. magical. you need to be in this magical community. Like, no, we're not going to the baseball game, like your friend's yes. baseball game. We're going to so and so's like ritual.
0: they don't dislike mundane people. They just don't see them as being as important as magical people, which is
1: prejudicial. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Your parents are prejudiced. It's fine. That's exactly it. It's not okay, but it is what it is.
0: Yes.
3: You've been to dozens of rituals, but like not too many friends' birthday parties right. or sleepovers. Like, why would you go to a sleepover when so-and-so is having a midnight ritual? If you were like, going to go to
1: a sleepover, it was definitely with a friend who was magical. Of course. And yeah, right. Yes.
3: So that we could all go to the, Yeah. And that definitely will make you want to rebel. The next two questions are for me because they're more genre specific. Do you have friends or enemies outside the veil? And I mean
1: specifically, do you know renegades? I do not. They wouldn't even want to talk to me because of who I am. My last name is a problem. Yes. Your dad has hunted down. Correct. Hunted down, chased,
3: harassed. Yes.
1: Not only my dad, but like my grandfather, my great-grandfather and great-grandmother and my aunts and my uncles and my, yeah. some of my cousins. Literally eons.
2: I literally have no idea.
3: Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, I got I got some stuff. I got ideas about that. No? The
0: rebel doesn't have friends outside of- That's what I'm gonna get. He's met some people that he thinks may be renegades. Are you trying to meet renegades? Yes. And, and when he finally meets them, he's probably going to be appalled. That's just it. This is going to be part of his conflict, is that- they sound really cool.
2: Yeah, they're rebelling against the man. And,
3: and then they're like, Yeah, so now we gotta go blow this thing up. And yep. you're like, say
2: what? Yep. Gotta go kill some people. That's yes. exactly it. You know what? That Flameworth family needs to be taught a lesson.
3: It's like when Elle finds her It's, not inaccurate it's like thing. it's like that
2: weird offset of what is
3: it, season two, Stranger Things, where um Eleven finds her her other family and yeah. then they're like terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> like, that's gonna kinda be it, yes. All right, so won't work out. That'll La- be awakening. That's okay. That's why I picked that. But I think it'd be fun to play. No,
3: I think that's great. I'm going to give you a renegade. You have to serve five years of training in the veil. It's kind of compulsory. Like once you have magical powers, kind of like getting a driver's license, a little bit like conscripted military service. You must spend five years. So part of your high school years, part of your post high school years training with the veil mm. to make sure that you are, quote, safe to be placed into society so my question to you is what are your aspirations after you have served your term in the veil your character's aspirations look this is just initial this is, yeah. this is yeah, what this he,
1: where you are at where you are is, when the story mm-hmm. opens be very clear. Yeah. this is what he wants this is not what he actually needs correct what he wants is to serve Okay. To be a part of the veil. Service flamers have served for centuries. So when you get powers, you are excited. I am ex-
3: very excited. Okay. Finally! Your dad is somewhat horrified. And there's some strain between the elemental house of water and your house right now.
1: Well, they don't know that I have what I have. Okay. We'll talk about that. Again. Yeah, that can be discovered later. Yes. You have ice water power. They like, do, and they're confused as to why. Correct. But I think it's not Oh, horrible. but you
3: didn't tell anyone where that know, came from. No, I didn't from. tell anybody where that came from. Oh, that's going to be fun. Now, will,
0: now will anybody else recognize I'm a the teenager. sword? i teenager. Why would I tell anybody? Oh,
3: yes. The sword will be recognized because his <laughs> girlfriend was also from a prominent family. That, sure. That
0: sword,
1: and especially the description of it, that sword will... Look, man, the thing that happened that's never happened... Like, it's not supposed to be a thing that happens. Correct. I don't even understand why it's happening. Correct.
3: I like it. Why is this happening Um. So, Gunny, for you, this is going to be after you find out. This aspiration thing is after somebody tells you all of this. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: I literally have no freaking clue. (laughs) I am lost. Like it. T. Initially, is just completely frustrated by the whole thing.
0: I don't want to be here. I don't understand what I'm doing here. This is. Sicily, I've got. I didn't want these powers. I've got them now. And now that I've got them, I'm stuck in this class with a bunch of these, a bunch of geeks and everything else like that. But deep down inside, he's excited and he's struggling with the idea that this is really a place. He's finally got some place <laughs> he's starting to belong.
3: I, I love the idea that you are a magical being who was like, when you woke up one day with magical powers, you're like, fuck. Yeah. With his snake hair. Couldn't I have just been normal. Like other Gorgon kids. Like, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> just be normal like the rest of the group. It's
1: interesting because we've we never really established that it's possible for people who are elementals or even humans that were magic to begin with to not develop powers.
3: Yeah. But now yeah. it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. And yeah. I like it. You can be elemental and just be elemental. Mm-hmm. But, and especially the modern elemental because it's so washed out from just years and years of, of crossbreeding with humans. You have cousins. You have a troll cousin. Who's a full on troll and he has a job. I'm assuming that
0: my mom like an was, accountant,
3: construction a, worker. Nah, he's an accountant, right? Like, he's just this, like he's this big dude. He looks like he's a gym guy, but he's just, you know, here's your taxes.
0: I'm assuming that one of my parents was just magical human and the other one was elemental. Oh, OK. Like your mother's a Medusa. Yeah, my mother's a Medusa. My dad's like a part of the elemental family. Yeah.
1: How he's not turned to stone. Good thing he's in her love. glasses Her glasses. <laughs> yeah.
3: Nowadays, like that story's all blown out of proportion. Okay, that's it's
1: not fine. like it turns every we're, we're establishing that right now, then. Yeah. No,
3: but I mean, yeah. that's like how his mom tells the story. Like, oh, you think, like, oh, you know, you've heard that mythological story. It doesn't work like that. Those are the you have to f- want to turn him to stone.
0: Typical magical stereotypes,
1: man. Exactly, exactly right? like just, I said, I'm surprised he hasn't been turned to stone yet.
3: Right. Oh, I have no power. Like, I have <laughs> no, no control no, of my powers. No, I, I can control my I, powers. I have to
1: control my powers. You've never wanted to turn your husband to stone.
3: <laughs> 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 I haven't said I haven't. <laughs> just, wanted to it's a
0: choice never all right. okay there, perfect there are advantages to that from time to time
3: so. <laughs> all right let me all right so let me let me let me state i have no more pieces mm-hmm. left in my session zero mm-hmm. i will ask you guys is there anything else that you want to share with this session zero before we wrap it up and i get ready to start working on the first adventure.
1: No, get the work monkey. Yeah. So I,
3: I have a I have
0: monkey a, get to work. I have a D10 relationship still open that I'm leaving until we start to see what else is going on it's in the okay. world, which is, means if you guys have any suggestions, I would take that. I'm excited to see where this goes.
3: As we kind of wrap this up and get ready to, to conclude our episode. This part's always excited for me because we had a setting and I liked the setting. And now that we've had a talk about what we're doing and even more now that I've learned your characters and I'm starting to see things about your characters. Now my gears start turning. Like I now have enough in the hopper to get going, and uh-huh. I got to. I got to tell you a funny story before we we bolt out of mm-hmm. here. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, hmm. Got to write session one. I'm like, I need to think about what goes into session one. And then I'm like, wait a second, seems vaguely familiar. So I go and check the archives. We've done a show on session one. Oh on yeah, session. we have one. So I went and opened up the notes and I start reading it. I'm like. Oh, this is good, actually. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is, like, like, oh, this is good advice. I should do like I should do this. Should do the things from <laughs> session one. <Yeah. laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, like, I'll just I'll do these things. I'm pretty sure that was my topic. Yeah. It's great. Like I look through and it's like it's like establish the core loop of the game. I'm like, oh, good idea. I should like definitely work that in. Get to know the characters. I'm like, OK, great. Good advice. Past Mr. American Mark crew. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. See, so I'm going to eat my own dog food
0: on this one. I'd also like to state once again for the record that the Lancaster I talk about is the Lancaster from 40 years ago. Sure. And not the Lancaster today. Still okay. the land of evil.
1: Let's move on. let yeah. the end of the episode. Anyway, Let's do some Patreon shout outs. Right? Absolutely. Like, like, yep. Okay, cool. We're Shall we? We yeah. do the Royal Court today, right, Bob?
2: Hey, hey, Royal Court. Look at that. Our newest member of the Royal Court, Ty Prunty. Oh, hey, Lord. Hey, of, Ty. Lord Monger. Oh, that's a great name. And we have Lars Henrik Evjan, who is the Lord Out of Time. Once again, our returning chromatic chameleon, the Queen Spy Mistress. Yes! Hey! Welcome mm-hmm. back. We have Jim Likes Games, the Royal Merchant Emeritus. We have Schmitty, the Keeper of the Labyrinth. Andrew Dacey, the Warden of Whiskeys. Andy Olson, the Duke of Dice. Evil John Carney, the Court Necromancer. Craig, the Lord of One Name. Tiberius Starcrash Smith, the Baron of Britannia. GM Gerrymander. Hey! Co host and Lord of the After Show. And Kevin Lovecraft, the Royal Beard. I love when people that are on the shows, patron the shows,
1: I'm always like, why are you doing that? <laughs>
2: sure. Whatever. Because I haven't canceled yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: fair. It's all right. We, I mean, we give you the money back. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, I make, I'll probably cancel the end of this. It's month. It's called okay?
3: it's called money laundering. Your money still goes back. <laughs> it just goes right
2: back to <laughs> you. Shh, we true. don't talk about money laundering. The first rule of money laundering is you don't talk about money. I don't laundering. think you
3: can really money launder that much. money. But hey,
2: Patreon. Th- th- thanks th- to th- everyone th- for th- listening th- tonight. Yes.
3: Indeed. Indeed. Um, if you like more content like this, hmm, that's interesting. It's not exactly like this. If you like our other GMing advice and game design content, check it out on the website at misdirectedmark.com. And if you want even more of it, go hit up our patron page. Patreon.com slash MMP has hundreds of bonus episodes
0: available. Hey, before Phil talked about money laundering, you mentioned oh. some other shows that include things like Pandas Talking Games, The Gnome Cast, Bonus Experience, and Deco With Advantage. And if that ain't enough content for you, I suggest check out some other sibling podcasts like Tabletop Bellhop, The Knights of the Night, and Mastering Dungeons.
1: I like that you went with the Jersey mob instead of like, you know, some other form of mob. I'm mean, half Sicilian. That's the mom I got. Oh, okay.
2: <clears throat> I mean, it's easy to do it. You start slipping into like Bratva or something. You got to do the Russian accent. And, 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 you then you it's,
3: just... and then it's a bad Russian accent. Yeah, like, it's yeah. A bad, yeah, it's okay. Nobody likes that one. I mean, I don't think your Italian accent was fantastic, but you're also half Italian. So yeah. it's your accent to like yeah. make fun yeah, of. Right, right. Before you finish your session zero and kick off to session one leave us some feedback you can reach us directly using the weird old archaic email system mmp at hit us up on twitter the show in the network is at misdirected mark he's robert evan everson he's gm gerrymander he's the light 101 that's me
2: i'm yeah. dna phil
1: you can also check us out on instagram yes instagram. we have an instagram on Insta. now and if you patron us you know you can go to the slack which is the best way to talk to us yes cool.
2: the best it, it's it's like a direct line so you remember way back before we started talking about Monday laundering, we were talking about a Patreon. Hey, forget, hey, about, forget it. about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tons of bonus episodes. If you want to support us and other shows from Mistrected Mark Productions, you can do that at patreon.com slash MMP. Your patronage will get you access to the After Show podcast, our show notes, the Bamboo Lounge podcast, the MM Plays game stuff for things like tonight, Phil's nifty setting. Uh, whoa, that this is old. Not, that's old. Children of the Shroud. Yeah. Uh, and even potentially Chris's game development on the lamplighter system, mm-hmm. which he's mm-hmm. working on.
1: Well, this has been a Mr. Mark production, which is the media arm of Encoded Designs, which I will say now, mic drop.
2: We out.